greatest symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. Heavyweight Championship. It is scheduled for one fall with a one-hour time limit. In the ring at this time, the challenger from Atlanta, Georgia, weighing 269 pounds, the masked superstar. California, weighing 302 pounds, the new World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, the incredible Hulk Hogan. Take a look at this extraordinary capacity crowd. Ladies and gentlemen, making his way into the ring to lock up with the masked superstar. Virtually everybody on their feet for this world top event with a very popular Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania. Hulk. Listed at 300 plus pounds. The beautiful World Wrestling Federation Championship belt about his waist. I want to be as objective as I can, Vince McMahon, but I don't mind telling you that belt, that World Wrestling Federation heavyweight title belt, looks like it was tailor-made for the man. Sound of the bell. We've got a world. Oh, bye. That's one way to get rid of a t-shirt. Happening roar from the crowd. I have never seen anything like 
superstar attacking Hulk Hogan. And again, just like that, the mass superstar right back in control. A seesaw battle here in the World Championship matchup. You get off that throat. Referee telling him you get off the throat. As now the mass superstar sets up Hulk Hogan. Whipped him to the rope. Rams a knee to the chest and now goes the champion. Cover. We have one. We have. That's all we have. So the first attempt to cover. Hulk Hogan to become champion. The mass superstar. Unable to put him away. Well, you know, for a back, mass superstar would not be in there. Unless he was totally qualified as the number one contender at professional wrestling today. If things don't turn around, not only is he going to be qualified, he's going to be champion. He had a near miss. Hulk Hogan did a moment ago. This capacity crowd again running on. Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania, Vince McMahon. That's no doubt about it. This is indeed Hulkamania. But these fans may be disappointed if this match doesn't turn around. Mass superstar to the buckle. Hulk goes in. And here it comes. He's going to go. No. Didn't have enough to go for the cover. If the mass superstar could have covered up, we would perhaps have a new champion at this moment. Well, the pace that they have been going since the sound of the bell has been absolutely furious. Uh, kicked to the back of the head by the mass superstar. Hulk is in trouble. Make no mistake about it. This man could very well lose his title right here this week. Oh, the drop of the knee, and perhaps a count, one, and a two. A mass superstar getting closer and closer to victory. Sets him up now, he does, off the rope, flying tackle. The mass superstar covers, referee out of position, number one, two, no. And you see that kick out. That was a rather assertive kick out, which is perhaps the greatest sign of life, at least we've seen from Hulk in the last several minutes of this matchup. Superstar on the offensive in this world title bout. The roar of the crowd is absolutely deafening. Many of them on their feet. Elbow by the hook, a right hand, rock super, another one. But this gets an opportunity for Hulk Hogan to get everything back that he had at the end. Oh, another right hand. Oh, no. Hurt his hand. You wonder if the mass superstar put something up in the mass gene. Well, there's a good possibility he was able to insert a foreign object. Oh, oh there's got to be something in there. There just has to be something in that mask as he just pulverized Hulk Hogan. Superstar pummeling Hulk Hogan.
Welcome to the Hogan Era Podcast. I am your host, J.P. John Pods. Of course, support of the two-man power trip of wrestling on the TMPT feed. All the time here on the show, we're talking about the greatest era ever in the history of the business. That is 1984 to 1993, the Hogan Era. Each and every week here, we're talking about some of the greatest moments and, of course, some of the greatest feuds of all time. Really, the era in wrestling that made Vince McMahon a billionaire, and it was all on the back of the immortal Hulk Hogan. Yes, there were some other great talents that we do discuss each and every week here on the show that were a part of the Hogan era, but without Hogan at the top of the pyramid, all the other guys do not fall into place perfectly the way that they absolutely should and the way they absolutely do, thanks to the immortal Hulk Hogan. So we've been talking about in the past guys like Kamala, Macho Man Randy Savage, King Kong Bundy, Big John Studd, Andre the Giant, Earthquake. I mean, we're talking about a ton of guys, but we haven't talked about yet not really someone that you would know per se if you're you know a casual fan, but if you're a real big fan, you'll definitely know him. And if you're a casual fan, you might know him as another name. So the guy we want to talk about today is Demolition Axe, a.k.a. Bill Eady. But really, the bulk of what I want to talk about was the Maxed Superstar, which was a great gimmick that he did. Yeah, he was other gimmicks, of course. Uh, we'll learn about, uh, you know, actually, we won't get too much into it. But, you know, he was Billy Crusher. He was Super Machine at one point. I mean, but really, um, Bolo Mongol was something that w- was really, really something uh, that made him a big name early on in his career, really, really uh, NWA, but really worldwide wrestling federation where Bolo Mongol kind of made a big name for himself. But as he kind of went through his career, it's funny. It's like, okay, Bolo Mongol was huge and it was over and he was definitely a, a just a huge star along with ghetto Mongol, of course. But it's funny. It's like to think about it. Like it was that the biggest part of his career. No, then he becomes the max superstar and that was a huge part of his career. But was that the biggest part of his career? And I would say probably not. It was probably Demolition Axe, which we'll obviously we'll get into that as well. But it's crazy to think about it. Like, okay, this guy had such a, a good run and such a good career that people have forgotten the fact that he was really a big part of Hulk Hogan's first title run. And really when Hogan wins the title in 1984 and he beats iron Sheik. it's like where do you go from there who do you wrestle how do you get over and max superstar is right there in his way and he's really 
we'll get into, but he's really the first challenger for him. So it's it's very, very interesting to know because people always are talking about him as Demolition Axe and really not as much as they're talking about uh, the Max Superstar, unless really you're from, from the South. And then I have a friend of mine that lives to, down South in the Richmond, Virginia area. And he always says he knows Billy D as Max Superstar. He'll always talk about him being Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champion. He'll talk about him being the TV champion. He'll talk about him being a, a two-time World Tag Team Champion with Paul Jones. He'll talk about even Georgia Championship Wrestling, where he made a huge name for himself being the heavyweight champion four times, tag champion with Austin Idol, uh, national tag champion with Super Destroyer, and with King Kong Bundy. He was a national heavyweight champion three times. So, I mean, he was a really big-time name in the South. I mean, he's just an absolute uh, legend down there. But it's funny because the people up North, you know, there's there's WBF fans. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, there's fans that I'm sure listen to the show that are just WBF fans and are just really fans of the, maybe of the Hogan era, but really just fans of, of Northern wrestling and maybe aren't familiar with the Southern territory. So maybe they wouldn't be as familiar with the Max Superstar. But if you think about it, with Max Superstar, he really did make a pretty damn good run in the WWF, really, in 1983 and 84, when, when Vince buys out his father and brings in great superstars from all over the place. He brings in, I mean, top-of-the-line talent from every damn territory you can think of, and Max Superstar was one of his big gets. He get, he brought him in, and he had a feud with Bob Backlund, and they had some great title matches. He also had matches with Sergeant Slaughter and Jimmy Snuka. So, I mean, he was definitely going after some world titles and some big-time feuds because Slaughter was a huge name, and Snuka was probably the most over guy before Hogan came in. So it's one of the things where he's the Max Superstar, yes, but he wasn't as really known up here in the North until he started that feud with Bob Backlund and had some matches with Slaughter and Snuka. But then when you think about it, it's like, where did him and Hogan cross paths? And, and when is that? When are we, when are you going to talk about him and the Hulkster and, and how many matches? They really weren't in that many matches together. If you really look at it, three world title matches, but these were the title matches that laid the groundwork for the t Hogan title run, which would go a thousand plus days. So you needed challengers and good ones early on to really, you know, boost and give the uh, title run a kick in the butt. So his first Hogan's first challenger would be Max Superstar, which a lot of people either don't realize it, forget it, don't even care to look at it. I mean, they're thinking about Iron Sheik, they're thinking about Piper, thinking about Doctor D. David Schultz in nineteen eighty four. Maybe a little bit about Paul Orndorff, but they're not thinking about Max Superstar. But Max Superstar is Hulk Hogan's first title match. And that happens on 2-10-1984 at the Wrestling at the Chase, if you will, in the Keel Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri. Before that, though, Hogan and the Max Superstar do have a brief history together. And that would be all in Japan. 1981 and 1982, they would be together a bunch. He was actually Billy Crusher at this point um and he would be uh, wrestling against hogan really to start and that's in 1981 but as we start to roll into 1982 he becomes the max superstar and he's a heel and he's kind of the, the opposite uh team as hulk hogan as hogan antonio noki and sakaguchi would defeat ed leslie max superstar and sergeant slaughter uh, in a two out of three falls match so it's an interesting uh, match there i love kind of going back and you know that match would happen a few times over a few different dates but it's just interesting to go back and look at some of these matches in new japan just look at the names and look at the six man it's like wow what a weird pairing or what an interesting 
pairing and interesting guys being thrown together. And it, this is pre-Hogan era, but just really interesting to see where Hogan was and how he was a very, very major player. Because the last match that they had in 1982 was 12-8-82, and a part of the tag league, and Anoki and Hogan defeat Dick Murdoch and Max Superstar in obviously in Japan. But it, it one of the things was like, wow, okay, Hogan, uh, you know, pretty damn big deal here. Uh, in 1982, pre-Hogan era, he's, he's over a huge show. Hogan was a, was obviously a huge star before. He was a big star in the WWF as well as he had a little brief feud with Andre the Giant. But that's kind of getting ahead of ourselves. But speaking of Andre, 1983, there's two matches in international wrestling in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Andre the Giant, Tino Bravo, and Hulk Hogan defeated Black Tech Mulligan, Ken Patera, and the Max Superstar. Then in the tag match, Dino Bravo and Hulk Hogan defeated Black Tech Mulligan and Max Superstar. Then we get to, to 10, 1984 Wrestling at the Chase at the Keel Auditorium. St. Louis, Missouri. Hogan defeats the Max Superstar by DQ in 11 minutes. Then, also, a part of that same night, both guys would be in a $30,000 18-man battle royal won by Big John Studd. So then we go to 18, 1984. And you can find some of these matches on YouTube, which is great, because I went back and I watched them. I'm like, man... Um, I gotta go back and include some of these in my list because I my ever growing Hogan era guide where I'm listing the hundred greatest matches of Hogan era, which is still a work in progress. I'm still going through some stuff. I have over thirty five honorable mentions, and I added two uh, Max Superstar Hogan matches, which were great. The one in St. Louis and the one I just mentioned here in Philly. 218-1984 Hogan defeats Max Superstar by DQ again in eleven minutes on the Prism Network at the Philly Spectrum. Add these both to my honorable mentions, but I might be able to oh, move some stuff around. They might make the list. We'll see. I might have to make two lists of finding so many great Hogan matches. Man, Hogan was so, yeah, you hate to say underrated because he's freaking Hulk Hogan and he's a god, but like his work rate and the matches that he had are somehow undervalued and underappreciated and they're not looked at upon as greatly as they should have been. I mean, Hogan is a god and to say that he's not a good worker, he's working with some great guys and having some great matches, but he was also working with guys in this era that weren't good workers that he got great matches of and the crowd was really into. So crazy to kind of not realize it, but I mean, Hogan is just unbelievable. And that's why I wanted to make the list of matches as I'm watching so many Hogan matches. I was like, wow, that match was awesome. Wow, that match was awesome. And to, to my surprise, these two Max Superstar matches were awesome. I got to go back and add them to the list. The final Max Superstar title match with Hogan is 2-25-1984, the Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles, California. Hulk Hogan would defeat the Max Superstar by a pinfall. So nice three title matches there for Max Superstar, all you know leading the Hogan title reign and the first three title defenses of the first Hogan title reign. They would go on to Japan in 1984, you know, for a bunch of dates, and Hogan and Max Superstar would be teaming up together, which really like the WWF guys against the New Japan guys, so to speak. I mean, they would also have matches against Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch, which they end up winning. The big match that was kind of, uh, I don't know, like the big match and the tour of the, the tag league here. Adrian Donis, Hogan, and the Max Superstar defeated Animal Higuchi, Masa Saito, and Ricky Choshu in seven minutes and 30 seconds. So really, Bill Eady comes back again in 1986 and starts making waves in the WWF as the Super Machine. So there's a dark match on a Superstars taping in Baltimore, Maryland on 9 16, 1986. The Machines, Big Machine, Hulk Machine, and Super Machine defeated the Heenan family, Big John Studd, Bobby Heenan, and King Kong Bundy in nine minutes. The Big Machine, of course, is Blackjack Mulligan. Hulk Machine, you guessed it, is Hulk Hogan. And like I mentioned, Super Machine 
was Bill Eady, a.k.a. Mick Superstar, a.k.a. Demolition X. They'll have another match, a bit of a rematch on the MSG Network. That was a bit of a trial run here. Is the the real deal? Is it going to be on MSG Network? going to be on TV, Madison Square Garden, New York City, New York, 9-22-86. The Machines, again, defeated the Heenan family. So where does Hogan and Axe come into play? Because obviously we become a demol- or Bill becomes emol- uh, Demolition Axe, teaming up with Smash, a.k.a. Barry Darso. They become three-time WWE World Tag Team Champions, one of the longest title reigns of all time, and one of the greatest tag team champions of all time. There is a battle royal on 2-21-87 that Hogan and Axe are both in together, Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan, a part of WWE. WF's Saturday Night Main Event number 10. This Battle Royal is, of course, a lead into WrestleMania 3, which was won by the Mighty Hercules. They were a part of the Royal Rumble in 1989, 115, 1989 together. One of the greatest Royal Rumbles of all time. I love to love this Royal Rumble, especially up until Hogan gets knocked out. It might be the best Rumble ever. Ends a little bit slow with Big John Stug getting the victory and throwing out Million Dollar Man Tibiasi last. And, of course, that was in the summit in Houston, Texas, but... It was such an awesome rumble. I love it. Axis Smash started off together, and that's just unbelievable. I remember as a kid, me, my brother, and my good friend Joe, we were watching it at his grandfather's place, and we were going nuts because we couldn't believe Axis Smash were one or two. We're like, what? This can't be. We were absolutely floored by, by what was going on there. But awesome stuff. Go back and watch Royal Rumble 89. Of course, like I mentioned, one by Big John Studd. 11-23-89, a Survivor Series elimination match. The Hulkamaniacs, Hogan, Jake Roberts, Axis Smash, defeated the Million Dollar Team, Ted DiBiase, the Barbarian, the Warlord, and Zeus in 27 minutes, 30 seconds, Rosemont Horizon and Rosemont, Illinois. Of course, a lot of people say that the Hulkamaniacs here, Hogan, Jake, and Demolition is the greatest Survivor Series team of all time. I don't know. It's up there. It could be. And then finally, the last match for Demolition Axe would be with Hogan, that is, 121-1990. And, of course, that Royal Rumble was in Orlando, Florida, at the Orlando Arena, and that was won by the immortal Hulk Hogan. So, I mean, it was quite a little run here with, with the Hulk. There wasn't like this huge feud or anything, but the Max Superstar was a big, important feud, and it really was one of those things where it kind of cemented Hulk Hogan's title reign. I mean, it was a really, really big deal. It was very, very important at the time. You got to have somebody credible, somebody strong, somebody good that Hogan is going to defeat to kind of kick things off and really kind of start his epic 1,000-plus day title run. And who better than really, I mean, who better than a a legend in the Max Superstar who's very, very credible and and somebody that you know is going to be something that is just going to help Hogan's credibility and as far as it's going to help the Hulkster be a great, great world champion, kind of set him up for uh, future success. So you always want good title contenders, and Bill Eady, a.k.a. the Max Superstar, fit that. I feel like so many people know him as Demolition Axe. If you see him at these autograph signings, he's usually got the face painted as Demolition Axe, usually most of the time. Hey, if you're in the South, though, sometimes he's got the uh, Max Superstar Max on and actually have an autographed Max Superstar Max. So uh, pretty lucky to kind of get that uh, from Bill. Just really, really cool stuff to get from him. But as far as, as really his career, 
and his run. I feel like so many people do remember Axe and do remember those tag team title runs. The biggest kind of t- title runs during the Hogan era was the Demolition title run, the Hulk Hogan world title run, and the Honky Tonk Man Intercontinental run. I think for most fans, those three teams, or those three, well, one team and two guys, are kind of the epitome of the Hogan era in those categories. They think tag teams, they think Demolition, they think Intercontinental title, they think Honky Tonk Man, of course, they think world title, top of the food chain, they think the immortal Hulk Hogan. So really, on the way out and the exit of Demolition, Axe and Bill Eady, he would leave the WWF on 11-22-1990, his last match. Of course, they bring in Crush to the group. They kind of, I don't know, they kind of killed off Demolition a bit. I know Billy D's getting older. He would still wrestle. He's still booking global and stuff after this. But I know he's getting older and stuff, so they kind of wanted a new guy. So what they tried was Crush and Smash. And Crush is great in his own right, but he didn't really fit in with Demolition as good as Axe and Smash. And obviously, if you're going to have like a retread, it never works as good as the original team. So the Ultimate Warriors, another team that a lot of people consider the greatest tag team or the greatest Survivor Series team of all time. The Ultimate Warriors, Hawk, Animal, Texas Tornado, and the Ultimate Warrior defeated the perfect team of Axe, Crush, Smash, and Mr. Perfect in about 14 minutes and 30 seconds. So that's his last ever match in the WWF, of course, as everybody knows. And everyone talks about it ad nauseum because of some lawsuits with the WWF and some concussion stuff. He and Smash were never put in the Hall of Fame. It's bitter. It's stupid. It makes me angry. I'm not really going to get into it too much. But the greatest tag team of the Hogan era, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, Demolition, is not in the WWE Hall of Fame. It's just so stupid and so petty. But anyway, Axe Smash goes without saying they should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. They did have the brief few before that with Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, who was kind of upsetting Axe and Crush and Axe and Smash, not upsetting, but just kind of uprooting them as, as everyone kind of said. Demolition was a little bit of a, of a, obviously you could say a knockoff of LOD, different in ring presentation, of course. And obviously the look was completely different as well. Two different versions of the movie, uh, Road Warrior. They were demolition was much more Lord Humongous and much more went with with that look rather than uh, Wes um, from from Road Warrior, who had a much more different, I would say, Road Warrior animal esque look. Obviously, Road Warrior Hawk too, but really that's kind of where where they got that that look from for LOD. So as far as this week's episode, that's going to wrap it up. Max Superstar, great wrestler a great title run against the hoaxer i know it's only three matches really they were involved with four matches together but great start of the hogan run and the great start of the hogan era great first title offense second title offense third title offense for the immortal hulk hogan so that's it let's head towards the plugs you follow me on twitter and instagram at two-man power trip check out the website tmptempire.com and of course patreon patreon.com slash tmptempire and please go to tpublic tpublic.com slash stores slash tmpt and get the new hogan era shirt it is awesome i love it i just got a few in in red so you got the red and yellow mix just the way it should be. You can obviously get it any color you want with TeePublic. They're great. So tpublic.com slash stores slash TMPT. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you right back here next week for the little Hogan Era podcast. We'll see you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the two-man power trip of wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. 
two-man power trip where the power lies, brother. Soon the stick Graham, you got a picture of the tunnel, and look who's coming right at you. The mass superstar. The mass superstar for real. And the crowd starts to crank up again. And of course, waiting in the wings to shortly make his appearance here for the first time as champion. Hulkamania is about to set in. We'll get that on in just a moment. So I'm telling you, the fans are getting more of their money's worth at the Spectrum, as they always do. Some of the people at ringside are wearing paper bags on their heads uh, with appropriate remarks geared toward the mask. Uh-oh! There's the music, Dick! The Eye of the Tiger Woo! could mean oh, only no! one thing! And the fans picked it up! in unison here at the jam-packed spectrum as the incredible one Hulk Hogan gonna make his debut here as the new World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion well he must be on his way we can't see him yet there he, he is. comes Hulk Omania <laughs>
doesn't have some thinking to do. <laughs> He's wondering, where do I go from here? Boy, Hulk's uh, career and reputation has really skyrocketed since Rocky III. He was well on his way at that point. You bet. And Rocky III just put him over the top, and he has been phenomenal since. Hence, Hulkamania is here to stay. Well, I'll tell you, talking to Howard Eskin from Channel 3 up in the press box a little while ago, He's here tonight. Clark DeLeon from the Philadelphia Inquirer. He's here tonight. I'm telling you, man, Hulkamania has set in. Good to see Howard here tonight. Howard Eskin from WKYW Channel 3. Test the strength here. Both men powerhouses. Well, this could go either way. Either, either man could dominate. With Hogan, there's so much of him. He has the superstar on his toes. Now on his knees. <laughs> superstar bails out looking for a higher or lower ground, however you want to call it. You talk about a man who is in control. It's the man from California. Woo! He's a trip. Talking to him earlier tonight, he is a trip. In fantastic condition, as is obvious. Really. Well, the superstar uh, thinking carefully, slowly about coming back in the ring. He's not in a great hurry. Back in. Hogan waiting. Hogan, though, 
may seem at times a little frivolous, but he knows he's the champion. There's a lot to lose, so he's not taking this guy lightly, for sure. Side headlock, superstar on the super champ. Oh, you can't take anybody lightly when you're the champion and you step in there and that referee takes your belt and gives it to the timekeeper or the state athletic commission, whatever you may have. Anybody's belt, you better have it all together. All right, fast superstar dishing out some heavy punishment now as the Hulk goes down to the canvas. I love it. Hulk is taking off. Oh, oh, big elbow off the rope and under the bottom rope slides. The mass superstar, and he was hurt with that shot. Coming after him. Hulk right out after him. Hulk watches. possibly see that mask come <laughs> off here tonight. Maybe, maybe. Woo. I'm telling you, I haven't seen such excitement here at the Spectrum. And early, I can't tell you how long, but I've seen a lot of exciting nights and events, matches, Get the mask, get the mask. Maybe that's on Hogan's, Hulk Hogan's mind, too. The mask! Get the mask! Well, that would be the ultimate humiliation. Get the mask! Get the mask! All right, the Hawk is in business. Pushing that arm! Get that arm ringer going strong! but right into the sternum and almost knocked the wind out of him. Hulk down there sucking for some air right now. Down for the cover. Oh, kicked out. He threw him off of there like a rag doll, man. He was close. He knew he was close to the end.
is on a tear. Oh, it ran right into that big knee. Very clever maneuver on the part of the Nassau. Kicks out a little bit. Wasn't much steam there. Beautiful shot by one of our number five handheld cameras. Beautiful job. There you can see the trouble that Hulk Hogan is in currently. Jordan Morello holding up the arm of Hulk Hogan once to see whether there's anything going on. And the fans here trying to charge up Hogan. On one knee. Trying to get it on. On both feet. Trying to break the hold. Hogan still trying to get it on. Breaks the hold. Now taking the mass superstar to the ropes. Oh, he missed the big elbow. Oh! Beautiful flying headbutt on the part one, of the mass superstar. Two. Superstar getting a little frustrated here. He's taking a beating. Got to get that strength back from somewhere. Still maintaining front face lock and a sense on Mass Superstar. He picked him up like a rag doll and drives him into the turnbuckles in the corner of the ring. And that took its toll on a Mass Superstar as he is down. This might be the bidding of the end. I don't know. Woo! Oh, big clothesline. He caught it. One of Hulk's favorite moves down for the cover. No, oh, he's got his oh. foot on the rope. Foot on the rope. you got to break it. Uh-oh. Superstar reached into his tight stick. I don't know what he has. He reached in there. I don't know if he has anything, but I know he reached in there. He's got something. Oh, he nailed the Hulk right in the throat. He's got something in the fist. I don't know what it is. And... There's a shot to the side of the head by the superstar on Hogan. Got to have something in that hand. That was too devastating a blow just for a natural oh! I don't know. Oh! Get the head of Hulk Hogan. Oh! He dropped it, whatever it was. Something there. Hey, ring the bell. Hulk's got it. Apparently, it's all over. Might be a disqualification here. Referee Joe Morello saw that pop right out of his hand. Hulk's oh. not satisfied. He's going after him. Superstar trying to get out of there. The Hulk is going to work on the hood. Woo! Hey, yo! Oh, he's going to take it off. He made the gesture. Fans want to see it. I don't know. 
the side going after him. He wants to take that mask off. He's right behind him. He's yeah. got to up, and he's still pulling at it. He's coming our way. He's throwing him back, back into the ring. And right off the other side goes the mask superstar. Decision. I'm sure it was a disqualification, but let's go up and get it. Ladies and gentlemen, after 10 minutes, 43 seconds, the referee has disqualified the masked superstar and awards this contest to the fabulous Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, the latest victories of fans here to jam Pot Spectrum on their feet, the World Wrestling Federation champion retaining his title in an unbelievable confrontation. Well, confrontation and then some, more like an all-out war, but I'll tell you, he did it. Let's check it out again as Hulk Hogan goes off. Here's some replay for you, smash to the head on Hogan. Hogan went down heavy there, Dick. It was not a normal blow. It had to be obvious that he had something in his hand. Going to work now on the Hulk, planting those big size 15s right in the side of the face, and that has to hurt. Well, then look at this. Third went in the air. We saw it fly out of there. Referee Joe Morella right on top of the situation. Whatever had happened there, he, he went for that foreign object, whatever. Hogan went after it, too. Woo! I tell you. All right, well, fans, coming up next, Salvatore Palomo battled Butcher Paul Vachon. We'll be right back.